Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host. Today I'm chatting with Sabrina Oso. She is the founder of a company called Oso Safe, which really honestly is a great um, company that protects the victims of domestic violence in their households. This is a epidemic, I would say, of great proportions, a social issue of great proportions in our country that we tend to blame the victims when things happen instead of blaming the people that are, are that are being the abuser. So listen in on my conversation and see what her company is doing to help make sure that homes are safe for everyone. You know what I need you to do right now? That's right. Start listening. Welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. Today, I'm joined by Sabrina. And Sabrina, you have a really unique company. So tell us about yourself first. Sure. First of all, thank you so much for having me, Melissa. I really appreciate it. Uh, Yes, uh, my name is Sabrina Oso from Oso Safe. Uh, Feel safe where you live, work, and play. I am a speaker and consultant on promoting safety and preventing violence in the workplace schools, but in particular in your place of residence. Um, I have a, uh, I did a bunch of um, computer work because I graduated with a computer science degree and we're talking a number of years ago. Um, I'm a professional dancer and actress. Um, Acting comes naturally to me. And uh, I formulated my company from a one woman show actually that uh, I'm sure we'll talk about further, but that's me in a nutshell. Okay, so why did you decide to start Oso Safe? Well, uh, I grew up with violence. Uh, my father beat my mother on a regular basis. Um, it has taken a lot of years of therapy for me to even say that, uh, to be open about that. But my house was pretty chaotic, dysfunctional violent, abusive all around. So, um, and as I mentioned, I'm a dancer actress and I designed a one woman show uh, called Home Sweet Home. And I play different women being abused and then she goes to a good place and that's where the dancing comes in. But then she's uh, pulled back into the uh, terror of being abused. But the show ends very strong, very empowering. But for the show, I did a lot of research for it and uh, because I wanted it to be educational. And I couldn't believe the statistics that I was finding out, uh, that I was, I was, um, that was uh, manifesting in, in, in statistics, in 
warning signs. Um, I couldn't believe how prevalent it is. So I said to myself, I have to make this into a business where it's a service. Uh, I'm not a nonprofit. I'm not a charity. Um, I feel that we cannot solve the magnitude of this problem as a charity, as a nonprofit. Um, so, and that's how really Oh So Safe was born, basically. So let's talk about some of the, tis- the statistics you ran across. So want to share those with us? Sure, sure. Um, one out of three women will be beaten or raped in a lifetime. One out of five adolescent girls is abused by her boyfriend. One out of seven men is abused. Uh, by the end of today, four women will be killed by their abusive partners, and most of them will be killed after they leave their abusers. 15 million children witness violence in their own homes each and every year. If you divide that by 50 states, that comes out to be about 300,000 children per state. Uh, 85% of all spouse murderers are male. 80% of all runaways come from violent homes. Um, About 324,000 pregnant women go into the emergency room, not for pregnant-related issues, but for abuse-related injuries. So those those are just ones that are from the top of my head, really. It's alarming. Yeah, it is alarming. So what does your company do exactly? We combine education and technology to promote safety and prevent violence. We focus on real estate. Uh, In fact, we have something called the Oso Safe Certification. So this basically is where the combining of education and technology occurs in residency. We go into, let's say, we're focusing on the landlord-tenant portion of residency right now, where we go in and we, uh, with landlords and property owners, property managers, we say, look, we're going to get your property also safe certified. We educate all of the tenants, whether they're going through violence or not, it's, it's irrelevant. We do a blanket education for everyone. We have everyone sign a policy that says, I, as a landlord, I promise to provide you a safe space for you to live. And you, in turn, as my tenant, you promise to not act in any way, shape, or form that is abusive. Otherwise, you, the abuser, gets evicted from the premises. And but you go into full knowledge, knowing that that would be that 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 would happen. So there's no surprises really. So that way, everybody's on the same page. Everyone is held accountable, and we're we're fostering a environment of safety throughout the building. And then the technology removes the he said, she said factor, but that's being updated as I'm speaking. Um, And this is preventative. We don't wait for something to happen, an incident to happen. By then it's too late. So this is what we're doing with residency. And then this would deem your property also safe certified. And we're working with the real estate industry to make this an incentive for landlords where your property is worth more and your insurance rates will go down because you are actually taking steps to make people really feel safe beyond, you know, making sure that the heat, the hot water, the electricity, the central air is all working. All of that is important, but more important than that is to keep your tenants safe from violence. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. So, 
obviously with COVID, how has COVID thrown a wrench into your plans for your company? Well, actually, COVID, I think people are seeing now that this is a big problem, violence, because COVID has spiked violence on a global level. I believe if I have my, um, I, I, I read a statistic about a few months ago that that the domestic violence hotline calls have increased like something like 86 percent. Uh, and this is on a global level. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're in China, if you're in Pakistan, if you're in the U.S., if you're in Brazil, Europe, Russia, um, because in, in homes, if your home is not safe, where do you run to? You're stuck with your abuser, and the children are the ones that suffer the most, I have to say. Um, so COVID has really spotlighted, we really need to make homes safe once and for all, uh, because what has been done before really hasn't worked, where you know you have you leave the, the your your residence and you go to a shelter, you go to a nonprofit. Um, really that method, it's not efficient, really. So COVID has really made it that this is a necessity, essentially. So where exactly is your is your company um, worldwide? Is it just located in the United States or is it just located in certain states of the United States? Uh, right now we're in the tri-state area. I'm, in the, I'm on the East Coast. I'm, I'm in New Jersey specifically. So... Uh, I mean, my vision for OsoSafe is definitely global, absolutely. I think the services that we're providing, uh, bridging OsoSafe and real estate will be global. But for right now, it's just the tri-state area. But we will go anywhere in the country. Um, I'm speaking to people also in Canada to uh, to get my services there. And uh, But yeah, we're, we're looking to definitely become a global entity for sure now you said when you were little that you watched your um dad beat your mom how long did it take you to actually like you said you went through therapy to go through it to decide to do something like to create your company oh so safe i'm sorry so what was the question Melissa? i'm sorry um when you you said your mom was beaten by your dad. You watched that when you were a little girl. How long did it take for you to finally formulate the idea for the company, Oh So Safe? Well, um, I, for decades, my, my father beat my mother. And it's very traumatic, you know, because you're witnessing it. And as a child, you, you're blaming yourself, you're... You want to help your, your parents, your whoever's being beat, beaten up. You're, you want to remedy, and you, you kind of go into this uh, depression, and you're blaming yourself, and the child is actually not at fault at all. And, you know, uh, a day turns into a week, turns into a month, a, a, a number of years, and... Um, I would say it wasn't until I moved out and and just really catching up on my life, you know, because violence steals your life. So you spend time trying to figure out, wow, what was it that I was supposed to do? What was it that I was meant to do? 
uh, that for me was dancing. You know, I, I couldn't even think about dancing growing up. There was no one to take me to dance class or I couldn't even mention it, let alone have somebody take me to dance class and go to rehearsals or recitals or auditions, so on and so forth. So, and as I'm living my life, um, I, like I mentioned before, um, I realized this needs to be a service. Uh, oh So Safe is, what, when I did my TEDx talk, um, I had the, the, the director of the, who organized the TEDx talk say, we really need this. Uh, he was talking about my business. Um, we really need something like this because there's nothing like it really. So, so I would say it's just a cumulative thing, you know, from taking pain to power, really taking the pain that I suffered as a child and so many, so many people uh, that, that suffer this existence really of violence, you know, um, I hope I answered your question. Yeah, you did. So have you gotten any pushback from the real estate community of not wanting to implement this in their communities or have most of the real estate people that you approached with it, have they been on board immediately with it? That's a good question. Uh, it's a mix. I would say it's a mix. I mean, the, the approach is fairly new. I am fairly, I mean, I've been working on this a number of years, but, uh, the also safe certification is fairly new, so I am doing a lot of podcasts and interviews and uh, speaking engagements in any in any format that I can in order to get it out there to market it. So, uh, but the the real estate industry they're beginning to see the the need for it, you know. So, um, especially if landlords have an incentive like wow my property can be worth more and my insurance rates will go down so there's more of an incentive there um regarding profit or a monetary incentive which is fine you know it, it's it's fine uh to to put that uh, as a as an attractive feature to to the pro to the program to the certification um I mean, I want it where my logo, if you see my logo behind me, mm -hmm. the Also Safe sign, when a property is Also Safe certified, we put that outside of the property. So, uh, so that way, on outside traffic, whether it's pedestrian or driving by, people know, oh, wow, that property is Also Safe certified. I know what that means. It's home violence conscious. Uh, they have systems in place in case violence happens, but everybody is educated. They they know what the warning signs are, and we actually do hands-on training where we give scenarios at the end of the seminar towards the, the last half hour or so. We say, okay, what do you do when your, your child says to you, well, mom, dad, I'm gay? do you resort to beating them up or do you do you say okay let's sit down let's see how we handle this uh our son our daughter just told us that they're gay we're not going to beat them up because we live in an also safe certified property we know better than that we practice safety we practice nonviolence. so that's one example of just 
living differently behaviorally and just um, and applying it to daily life, really. And everybody's better off for it. So you talked about the certification. How long does the certification last? Like, take us through the steps of getting certified and then how long will it last? Will they have to update it every year or is it one and done type thing? Uh, it is every year. Uh, we do this basically for new and existing tenants. It doesn't matter uh, whether they're new or existing. And we introduce this almost as a newsletter or we speak with the property manager to say, look, you know your tenants better than anyone. So give us an idea how you communicate with your tenants, whether it be via email, whether you want us to send a formal letter to get the property also safe certified. And we have the policy in place where everyone signs it. We do uh, seminars at the beginning of people's residency, like it's an addendum to existing leases. So whether they are there for, let's say, for new tenants, it's pretty much, uh, okay, this is going, you're going to be also safe certified from the beginning. But for existing tenants, let's say, for example, we're in December. Um, let's say their lease, they just signed on a lease for, for next December. Um, and so in order to get also safe certified, for the remainder of your lease, we, we will reduce your rent, let's say $25 less every month in order to get also safe certified. So we give it as a choice for them. For, but for people coming in new, we say, look, this is an also safe certified property, so you're held to a higher regard, a higher standard. The seminar lasts um, like two to three hours, and it's just once a, once a year. So it does renew the following year. And we go over basically similar information. And also we touch upon like legalities, obviously, because laws change and everything. But this has to be repetitive. And we also focus on, okay, you are getting also safe certified in your home. Get us into your schools. Get us into your workplaces in your kids' schools and in your workplaces because those those three components are very important. That's where people spend most of their time. So in other words, the tenants become ambassadors almost for OSO Safe. So that way they're proud to be in an OSO Safe certified property. We don't we don't really have violence occurring here. It, the, the probability of it occurring is a lot less. I feel safer here. We encourage the tenants at the seminar to say, look, get it on your social media. Your experience is living in an also safe certified property, uh, the positives of it, that you feel safer. So we feel that this is really going to catch on as time goes on and that people will, will want nothing less than living in an also safe certified property. So it's basically... Once every all those components are in place, then we put the sign outside to say, okay, this is an also safe certified property. And we are speaking with um, insurance companies to get them on board to kind of like uh, merge with us to say, look, wow, this is really great. You're, you're, we, can, we can do this where we decrease premiums 
for also safe certified properties. Um, so it, it's several components of it. The, the, the also safe home sweet home package, which is the policy, the seminar, and the app. Uh, the uh, getting the sign put outside. Uh, getting people to post it on their social media, getting us into their schools and, and workplaces. So it's kind of a, a holistic approach, really. So how many people are involved in your company with um, getting in the seminars and everything else? I have a couple of uh, part-timers right now uh, that assist me, really. So for the seminars, um, just getting uh, the logistics of it and and getting everyone uh, to be on the same page as far as uh, speaking with the property owners, property managers. Um, we're, with COVID, obviously, it's kind of hard to get into schools right now and, and workplaces. You know, people are really concentrating on working from home and schools and everything. So things have been kind of um, more on the virtual level, you know, just like everything else. Uh, but um, it's... Uh, you know, one step at a time, really. Yeah, because at the very beginning of when I first started Chats from the Blog Cabin, it was during the time COVID actually was hitting really hard. It was like March, April, May of this year. And I had my very first guest was a um, mental health professional. She was a therapist. And she came on and she talked about the incidence of child abuse going down, not because they weren't, the statistics were down because the, the eyes on the children were not there anymore, like because the children were at home, but the increase of domestic abuse has gone up because of the re of people being home with their abusers now because they're working from home. So let's talk about that. Right, right. Like reporting of, um, I know uh, reporting of, I guess, right, because the schools are not there to see what's going on, like the behaviors of children, um, the whatever's going on with them if they're they can't see it i mean through a screen it's hard to see what's really going on you know unless the violence is happening right on the screen you know um uh, i understand that therapy is a big component of the also safe certification we are making it part of residency and therapists are very instrumental in this whole equation um, and it could be on as a group or as individual, you know, so it is very important to, to have that as a part of your daily life as wellness, as mental, mental, mental health. And I like that there's a lot of commercials now, at least I'm seeing it on the East Coast up here. Demi Lovato just put out uh, um, a commercial. I know Michael Phelps has had one, the Olympic gold medalist uh, for talk space and headspace. And these people have a lot of pull, obviously, you know, so they're entertainers. Uh, Demi Lovato, Michael Phelps is a big athlete. So I think it is really great that they're out there saying, look, there's no shame in getting help. The shame is in not getting help. And this is why residency has to become safe. As we say it also safe, there, there should be no abuse. You should not have to be dealing with abuse in any capacity. And it can be done. It, it, it must be done. There's enough problems as it is with life. 
Uh, there could be a, a hurricane that you're dealing with, or you lost your job, or you're dealing with, um, if you're an actor, singer, or dancer, you're dealing with rejection from, from auditions. There's plenty of problems to deal with. You don't have to have abuse. Abuse should not be part of the equation by any means. Um, and just touching upon schools again, I feel like with schools, they do their best to remediate the problem whenever they have a child that is acting out. There's tantrums. But I feel like in a way, in some, in some regards, they make, there's something called ADHD, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I feel like they're too quick schools to want to kind of push drugging the child along with the parents, you know. Uh, well, they, they, the child can't focus at school. They're having problems at school. So right away, they want to get the child evaluated for ADHD. But really, the problem is at home. The problem is that the child is, is dealing with the violence, chaos, dysfunction, abuse in some capacity, either verbally, physically, or sexually. And that's why the child is not performing well at school. So I feel like schools need to really hire us to say, look, we need to get also safe into your building, into your residency. Let's have them come to a PTA meeting where we have the parents and the teachers there, uh, minus the children, because usually the children stay at home in those PTA meetings. And let's get Let's get home safe so that way children feel safe at school. They'll be able to perform well at school. Let's focus on the residency. So I wanted to mention that um, uh, regarding children, home, and, and, and schoolwork, you know, how they perform at, at school. It's not going to get resolved at school until it gets resolved in the home, period, over and out. Wow. So take me through what would happen if like a, a instant incident of abuse happened in an OSO safe community. Take me through the steps of, of the, what's the word, the consequences if uh, violence happened. Yes. Well, we believe that after the education, we do the education, like I mentioned, the blanket education where Everyone gets educated equally. We never single anyone out like, oh, you look like an abuser or you look like a victim. We never, ever do that. This is a, a uniform education for everyone. And everyone gets uh, the, for example, at the seminar, as I mentioned, we do interactive education where we practice it. So, okay, so everybody does the seminar. The policy is signed. Everything is, is all that portion of it is done. But we find out, uh, also say, because we don't leave everyone hanging, right? So we have the therapists that are that are assigned to properties. So we are in close communication with the therapists that are assigned to the property. And we say, okay, you are going to check in with your therapist on a monthly basis, one, once a month. How is everything? Is there anything conflicting? Is, it, is there anything bothering you? 
So we are fostering an environment of where mental health is a part of residency. It's not some foreign thing where we wait for, for, for violence to happen. It's a regular part of residency. So with the therapist, we we say, okay, how are how is the building doing uh, all around? Is there any anything going on in units A, B, C, D? However many units, whether it's a two-family or two hundred units, three hundred units, and then usually, because I know in my house, cops would come to my residence. You know, uh, police were called. And bad news travels fast. So the neighboring tenant would say, wow, we saw cops coming to our residence or the residence across from us or above us. We hear kicking and screaming. We hear yelling. The children are crying. So this is beyond the first level of certification. The first level of certification is the, the seminar, the app, and the the uh, and the policy. So the second level of certification is okay. We got word that there was violence. Uh, a report was made with the police. So the abuser gets evicted immediately, and the waiver was signed in the policy. So the abuser gets evicted. The abuser has to have mandatory therapy, like very accelerated therapy, along with the therapist. And that is done at a police station where there is an also safe central portion of the police station. So that way that therapy is done at, so that way everyone is safe, right? So the abuser is out. And then the portion where the victims, the victims get to stay in the residence. And this is treated like, for example, you have a security deposit, okay? You have a security deposit uh, and let's say you dump something in a toilet and it requires for plumbers to come to fix that problem. This is the same thing. We have four to six weeks. We take that security deposit. That pays for us to go in and to say, okay, now you as a victim with the children, you need accelerated therapy. We make sure that you become de-victimized, in other words, where you have accelerated therapy and you have to do um, accelerated therapy and everything is, we speak to the, to the students, uh, to, the, to the children, we go into the school where we say, look, you need to get the school also safe certified so that way the child is comfortable. So it's more of a holistic approach. This is like the second level of certification. And we have four to six, four to six weeks to get the those people, those those victims, de-victimized, if you will, um, where we instill positivity, we instill positive reinforcement. Uh, we do so; it's much more accelerated. Um, I know in my house, in my household, if I had this growing up, my reality would have been much different growing up, um, and. So that way, everyone is safe. Now, we have six weeks to say, look, you continue to pay the rent. We have the security deposit. And after the four to six weeks, um, 
you are you are you are getting also say certified on a second level. I hope I explain myself. Um, uh, so it's basically multiple levels of certification, you know. And with a victim, you know, their their spirit is broken. They are very very distraught. So we don't leave them hanging. The therapist, the way the therapist is there for the abuser, the therapist is there for the victim, and we get the children into therapy. Um, so basically, that that is the that is the, those are the steps of certification. It's like multiple levels, um, and and that way it keeps we maintain property reputation, we mitigate liability, your vacancy rates will drop, and your tenants feel safer. So where are you getting the therapist from? We use existing therapists and we get them also safe certified. We explain to them, look, you're you're going to be assigned the properties that are willing to be also safe certified at this point in time. And they are it's existing therapists really that are out there. Um, and there are so many, and but they have to be obviously qualified. We get them trained uh, to be also safe certified, and that way um, they are they are uh, kept abreast on. Okay, this is wow. This is an also safe certified property. I'm held to a higher regard, a higher standard, and I have automatic clients. Uh, usually, therapists have to you know get referrals, but we assign therapists to the property. So, so that way, um, they are they have automatic clients in a way um, because they are assigned to let's say one two three Main Street in such and such town. Um, so, and and everyone checks in basically. Um, but when violence happens, that's where the ther the therapy is accelerated, and and it's more of a concentrated therapy, whether it be group or individual, as long as they're getting therapy. So is it the same therapist that is seeing the abuser and the victim as well, or is it two different therapists? Uh, it varies. It, it, it varies. Um, I mean, preferably it would be it would be the same because that that therapist was assigned to that property. You know, it was assigned to that cluster of buildings, if you will. So um, and. It, it's kind of like you build a rapport with the therapist and those tenants in that building. So it's it's kind of, uh, you, you know them in a way. So you're more comfortable with those therapists that you have a relationship with, whether it be just once a month or now that it's accelerated multiple times a month, you know. So, uh, so yeah, we find that that would be the best approach. Now you talked about your one woman show. Did that help you heal from the abuse that you you saw when you were growing up? Yes, good question. Good good um uh yes, definitely. It was definitely healing um and I like I said I played different women being abused and I yes, it was definitely healing and I would say just very, um, I, I play my mother actually in one of the scenes. Um, I'm Italian and I, I, I have an Italian accent in, in the scene and 
I'm really playing her and um, I connect with it profoundly when, especially when I do that scene because uh, it, it was just so painful, you know, to see her suffer and, and there was nothing I could do about it. And, but the ending of the, of the show, I just felt like I, I got some justice in a way from all the pain that I suffered. And every time I perform it, it's just uh, more healing, more, just getting more justice and, and getting more freer, really, you know. Um, it's, it, it, it's, it's important to have that as a former victim, you know, because as, as with violence, your freedom is just completely gone. Um, on multiple levels, mentally, physically, in every way possible. Uh, so yes, it, it was definitely, definitely healing. Uh, and the more I do it, uh, the more, the more, the deeper the healing, you know. Now, have people come up after they've seen your show and talked to you about their um, situations, their the abuse that they may have suffered when they were younger? Yeah, definitely. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Uh, I've had people say, wow, uh, because I play different women being abused and, uh, and they have come up to me, even children. Um, I used to teach dance and I did the show with students and uh, my students. And I've had those students say, Wow, Sabrina, you you really um, or Miss Sabrina? I was known as Miss Sabrina. Uh, uh, you you're playing my mother, or I know of a friend that the scene that we did that that was pretty close to what was happening, you know. Um, and I try to touch upon different. I don't want. I guess you could say classes of women where. I play a rich woman. I play a, like I said, my mother. I play, uh, on one of them, I play a child, you know, and and he is calling the police actually to get help. And, um, and then I play, at the end of it, I play a judge actually, kind of bridging all of the women together. And... I say that to expect the victim to take care of this enormous problem is the wrong approach. And I, I show that in the show, you know. So this is why I feel that real estate has to be proactive. It has to be, it, it's the missing link in this, in this whole horrible equation. Because if you think about it, every single incidence of violence happens in some type of residence, whether it be a townhouse, a co-op, a condo, a single-family home, a multi-family dwelling, a two-family home, a villa, a mansion, a mobile home, it doesn't matter. It happens in some type of residence. Um, so this is, this is where the focus needs to be. And if you tying it in with school shootings, yes, the violence happened in a school, in a school. However, if you trace back that that child, that that 
that young adult, and they've all been male, for the most part, they've all been young adult male shooters. If you trace their their residency, it was violent. It, there was uh, chaos, dysfunction. If we nipped it in the bud, so to speak, if we solved it in the home, when that child, that school shooter was five years old, six years old, 10 years old, it never would have gotten to the level of Sandy Hook. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, um, uh, in in Connecticut, all all those shootings with Adam Lanza, or uh, so many others, Parkland, right? In um, with Nicholas Cruz and all those in on the at the high school in Parkland, Florida. Um, it never would have gotten that far if it was taken care of in the home of that shooter when that shooter was a young young boy a little boy um so uh, i hope i answered your question I, I may have gone off on a tangent for a while but you did you did now when you were coming up with the characters for your show did you do any kind of research or did you just kind of create them in your mind i created them in my mind um, I just, it was almost, I, I mean, I, I, I was, I did the whole, I, I was taking so many classes and my training is in New York City. I shuffled between Broadway Dance Center, Steps, and Alvin Ailey. Those are the three main dance studios in New York City. And I was auditioning heavily. I was taking classes, voice lessons. I was so I was deeply in, immer, um, submerged and immersed in the dance world, uh, auditioning like crazy. Um, and uh, I was getting gigs. I, I did matinee theater. I did performances at the Lambs Theater. It was a famous theater in New York City. Uh, I was on a small tour with uh, a Latin pop artist, similar to Ricky Martin, kind of, uh, at that time. Um, and I, I just said to myself, I want to write my own show. I, I just want to write my own show. Um, and then I just started writing automatically. And, and I don't know, the, the creativity was just uh, automatic. I just started, okay, I knew with the choreography, I knew I wanted a Latin piece. I wanted an African piece. I wanted a musical theater piece. I wanted a flamenco piece. And for each one of those, I play different women. You know, uh, uh, um, like I said, the, the rich woman, the the child, uh, my mother. Um, oh, I played a, a, a young girl, like a girlfriend, uh, working at Starbucks. And I tried to create characters that people could really relate to, you know, that they weren't some far off. A, a person, you know, that people could really relate to and connect with and to say, wow, that's me, or that was me, or, oh, I know someone that's in that situation. So I, I just basically wrote them down and I, and I, like I said, it's a one woman show, but I performed it with my students, which was really awesome. And the owner of the studio allowed me to do that. And, um, yeah, it was very, very well received, you know. So uh, 
Um, and what's what's great about my show, how I wrote it, is I could pull any scene and do it at any venue. You know, I actually did one of the scenes for the vagina monologues. I was asked to perform the African piece that I had. Uh, this was a few years ago. Um, the vagina monologue, somebody was doing it locally uh, in New Jersey, and and they said, can you do your African piece? Because we, we needed an African piece, so it, it fit right in, and, and it was very well received. Um, uh, yeah. So where can people see that, though? Do you have it out anywhere, or do you just have to see it in person? Oh, I have, um, no, I, I have it, uh, it, it is on on my social media, on my website. I have a trailer of it. And and then I have the full show, uh, I believe it is on, on the internet. Um, the title of it is Home Sweet Home, question uh, mark. And the, the end of the show, it's Home Sweet Home, exclamation point. So I kind of carry the audience in a in a process in a way where home sweet home, yeah, we're, we're not home sweet home. It, it signifies it kind of um, it implies safety, right? Because when you when you say that home home sweet home, you you, you know it implies safety. It implies freedom. So the question mark is very important as the title because it's it's you're not there yet. It's 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 not home sweet home. It's it's more like home hell home really. But by the end of the show, it's an exclamation point. Say when we're trying to say we're saying, yeah, your home should be safe. It should you should feel free in your home. Uh, yes, you're going to argue, there's going to be disagreement, that's normal, but it should never cross the line of abuse. You should be safe in your home, hence home sweet home exclamation point. So I have it on my website. Um, I have, I have, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have the full show somewhere in, in the cyber uh, uh, on the internet. Um, but I, I do want to bring it up live again. Um, sometime after COVID, you know, and kind of revamp it, uh, definitely. Um, I am proud of that show. It's how Also oh Safe was born, and um, a lot of work went into it. And, and what I like about it is that it's positive. You know, it's, it's not this, you know, where you see the woman always with her head in her hand and it's it's empowering it's strong it's educational and it's entertaining you know um what's the saying you catch more bees with honey uh -huh. with vinegar or, or uh -huh. what's you know even though it's a heavy subject but if you don't if you don't put a positive spin on it if you don't if you don't talk about it in a positive empowering way you're not going to grab the attention of everyone or as many people as you can. You know, that's very important, especially with children. You know, like I said, they suffer the most and they need to feel positive in some capacity, even though their home life is the opposite of that. You know, 
Um, uh, I wanted to mention something quickly, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. Pornography is a big, is a big driver of violence, and it needs to be said. We need to stop giving pornography to our children, especially our boys. And I, I, I know the damaging effects of it. And I'm not talking about sexual freedom. This is the opposite of sexual freedom. Pornography is 88.2% physical aggression towards women. And there's another portion of pornography called a financial dominatrix. And she is actually, it's actually the woman that's doing the abusing, the sex abusing, if you will. And it's, it's horrible all around, uh, on screen and off screen. So, like I said, we're not talking about sexual freedom. Uh, you should have good sexual experiences, male or female, that's healthy, but pornography financial dominatrix, which is a branch of trafficking, sex trafficking, which is a big problem. I'm sure you know people are more aware of the problem. And this ties in with home violence because essentially we are teaching our boys and girls that for boys that and girls that women and girls are commodities, objects, and products. And that really has to stop. We need to stop giving our boys any pornographic material. And I, 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 in my education, I, I've come across statistics where boys are given pornographic materials as young as eight years old. So by the time they start dating, they already have these mental images that women and girls are things. Mm-hmm. things to get so we really need to look at that and we teach this in our seminars workshops and speaking engagements for sure in our home sweet home seminar we touch upon pornography and we say in our seminars look this is very damaging and and there's a direct tie between rape and violence and uh and, and, and relation, unhealthy relationships and home violence with pornography. So I, I just wanted to say that on, on, on our interview. It's very important, I feel. Yeah, and, I've had other people come on. Allowing me to say that. Yeah, I've had other people come on and talk about um, the pornography aspects. I actually had a former Playboy photographer come on and talk about how now she is um, devoting her time to teach about sexual abuse for kids in school so that they're more aware of what's going on and what is abuse and what isn't abuse. So thank you for sharing that as well. Wow. Thank you for saying that. Yes, we have to talk about it. It's important. So where can people find you if they want to get their property Oso certified Oso safe? Yes, um, my website is ososafe.com. My direct email is sabrina at ososafe.com. I am on all the major social media platforms, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, Alignable. 
Uh, my TEDx talk is broadcast on the internet under Sabrina Oso. And the title of it is, If You're a Victim of Home Violence, Don't Leave, Stay. And, uh, and that title, we've talked about why I say that throughout this interview. Um, but I, I have all of my updated information basically on my, on my website, uh, ososafe.com. And information on the certification is on there. Um, my direct, all of my direct contact information is on there. All right, Sabrina, I want to thank you so much for taking something that could have been, you know, detrimental and to your life and just totally changing the focus around it so that other people can learn from your experiences and make sure that other kids and other parents don't have to go through the same situation that you you did. I want to thank you for creating a positive around that. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you for that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yes, it's it's always a work in progress as I'm, I know you know, and uh, I thank you for this platform, and uh, no one should live with abuse, uh, period, over and out, um, and, and we're doing all that we can at Also Safe to make homes safe, period. Well, like I said, I want to thank you again for coming on and sharing about your company, and I can't wait to see it in more places, just instead of the the three states that you are in right now thank you thank you yes um yes i uh i believe it will with more platforms like this and like i said i, I think it'll catch on um people will not want anything less um especially with covid it has highlighted that that homes must be safe yes so Guys, if you know of someone that's being abused, please um, contact. I will put in the show notes, uh, contact a place where you can contact the abuse hotline so that you can get help. And Sabrina, like I said, thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come on and share about your company and what you're doing to make sure abuse victims are safe and that the responsibility, like you said in a quote, the responsibility of safety should not be in the hands of the victims. And I love that quote. Thank you. Thank you so much, Melissa. I really appreciate it. Okay, guys, we will see you on the next chat from the blog cabin. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Sabrina. It was really great chatting with her and learning that Sometimes when you have bad things happen to your life, you can learn from them and you can make life better for other people. And that's amazing. If you're interested in having your apartment building or your apartment complex um, or wherever you live at to be so safe, I had put how you can contact her in the show notes. So that way we all can have a safe living environment, especially during this pandemic. Um, Instances of domestic abuse and child abuse are going way up because people are home every day now day in day out every hour on the hour unless they're essential workers with um their abuser so please please take care of yourself you're if you're in abuse situation please call and get help if you are um the abuser please call and get help as well and this is a great way this company right here is a great way to help people get help i really thank you for being part of the podcast family Um, I love getting feedback. So if you ever have any feedback, let me know. I would love if you leave a rate ranking or rate me like 
four stars, five stars, or whatever, however you feel, and a review because that helps my podcast get in front of more people and helps get these issues like domestic abuse and domestic violence and um, mental health issues and other things like that. Get in front of people so it's more normalized to talk about instead of hidden whispers. So, you know what I need you to do right now? That's right. I need you to start chatting with each other.